Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I have a request of everyone. Carry 20 bucks. Wherever you go, when you leave the house, when you leave work, wherever you go, carry 20 bucks. Please. And we'll develop that a little later on in the show. But please carry $20. I'll tell you this much, 77% of Canadians told a polling firm they don't, they prefer to use um, debit or, or credit cards, not cash. And 65% say they hardly ever use cash. Please carry 20 bucks. I'll explain later, and I'll give you a chance to either hop on my bandwagon or try to kick me off it. Speaking of bucks, nobody... Oh, but he won the $900 million in the uh, Powerball yesterday, so it's $1.3 billion. That's insane. Next Wednesday. A billion is a thousand times a million dollars. Now, I don't know what you're worth, but I know what I'm worth. And J. Paul Getty, when he was the richest man in the world, the oil man from Texas, said, if you know exactly how much you're worth, you're not worth very much. <laughs> so $1.3 billion in the jackpot for the Powerball. And it could be just one person. And it might be one of us, Canadian. So a little later on in the hour, I'm going to talk to you about that, and we'll open up the phone lines, because the, the sort of the standard question about lotteries has always been, what would you spend the money on? With $1.3 billion in the jackpot, that becomes a very interesting question. It really does. We're going to talk about that a bit later on in the program. A great deal coming up today, including at the top of the next hour, we'll talk to uh, the husband and a husband and wife team. They own a pawn shop in Calgary, and earlier in the week, a masked gunman walked into the store, demanded the day's money. Um, Arlene Sanford was handing the money to this guy. When her husband came out of the office because he'd heard the commotion, and all Hades broke loose. And Miss Sanford, uh, 95 pounds, grabbed a Louisville slugger. This guy's got a pistol. He's pistol-whipping Mr. Sanford. And she's got a, a Louisville slugger baseball bat, and she's letting him have it with a baseball bat. And Mr. Sanford got a lick in a little later as well. So we're going to talk to them about that incident. That could have ended very badly. 55-year-old ski instructor in Barrie, Ontario, unzipped a four-year-old boy on three occasions and held his penis while the child was urinating. The ski instructor, Jeffrey Green, no relation, says he wanted to make sure the little boy didn't pee on his snowsuit. He was also observed providing candy to the child in a washroom. And the story says that Mr. Green carried candy as an instructor and he would give it to the kids. Uh, Jeffrey Green says he made a, quote, stupid mistake. And he pled guilty to common assault, and he was sentenced to 30 months probation. 
I understand there was a sexual assault charge to which he pled not guilty, and I, I, I believe I read somewhere that the Crown decided not to pursue that particular charge. But uh, the Crown did say that candy is often used as, a, as grooming for child sexual abuse. Does a 55-year-old man who instructs children not know unzipping a 4-year-old and holding his penis is a violation of trust and a violation of the law? David Butt, former Crown attorney, now criminal defense lawyer in Toronto. He's also the legal advisor to the Kids Internet Safety Alliance, Kinza. He joins me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. David, thank you for, uh, for, for taking time. And this is, a, this is a disturbing story. Yes, certainly uh, one wants to be very vigilant to assure that nobody that uh, you trust your children to is going to be in a position to abuse that trust, as you, as you mentioned. And a, a ski instructor... Um, who has care and control and is responsible for the safety of the children is in exactly that kind of position of trust. So, yes, it does raise uh, very significant concerns. And when uh, the ski instructor said to police or to the Crown that he made a stupid mistake, quote-unquote, not that he violated the trust of the child or the child's parents, not that he understood the disturbing and potentially far-reaching for the child reality of such an act, just said it was a, a stupid mistake, you're a former Crown attorney, what bells would that ring with you? Well, you know, it's always a concern that if, if anyone is uh, acting out against children, they may have an ongoing uh, sexual interest against children. And that, that's an open question, uh, you know, certainly in this case on this evidence. I don't mean to suggest that's proven at all. But it's certainly a, a concern that is always raised in these kinds of events. That's the kind of thing that ideally you'd like to see, uh, you know, a deeper psychological or psychiatric evaluation to see just what the risk is to children from this individual. Yeah. Um. What strikes me, and I don't want to, I'm not going to try to convict Jeffrey Green of something he wasn't or didn't plead guilty to or wasn't convicted of. It's, it's just a case that, that, that has grabbed people's attention, as you know and understand. I would have thought that you would, at least, you would, you know, you're going to speak to the parents or to another instructor or the management of the ski hill. It just, it's such a, such a uh, deviation from, from what you would consider to be standard behavior toward a child. Sure, and you're you're right on all of those counts. It's a concern for the uh, you know the instructor uh, body. It's a concern for the uh, ski hill. It's a concern for parents who uh, you know have their kids participate in those programs, and that's something that uh, you know I would hope all of those uh, involved people would have ongoing dialogue about uh, how they will address the safety of the children in the care of the instructors going forward. Um. I thought I saw something about the sexual assault charge not being pursued by the Crown. I, I can't find that, that line again. Um, I don't know if you saw it anywhere, David. Yeah, it's certainly a possibility that uh, the Crown would make that decision not to pursue. One of the issues you looked at, particularly you look at as a, as a prosecutor, particularly with a young uh, complainant uh, like this uh, three-year-old child, is, is uh, are the court proceedings going to be significantly traumatic for that individual? And if so... Is it better to make an imperfect deal and save the child the trauma of testifying? You know, that's sometimes it's a little bit like making a deal with the devil. It's a compromise that nobody is happy with, frankly, but sometimes it, it is the best decision in the circumstances. That may have been what went on here. Hmm. Most organizations, is it your experience as a legal advisor for the Kids Internet Safety um, Alliance? Uh, don't, don't most organizations which feature a supervisory coaching or coaching relationship between adults and children have very direct behavioral and contact policies in place? Yes, and if they don't, they certainly should. 
and, and one of those is obviously to uh, respect, I mean, this is sort of pretty basic, uh, to respect uh, a child's, uh, you know, intimate space. And uh, when you're talking about very young children who may need uh, assistance in, in going to the washroom, for example, uh, then typically there would be either an open door policy with that washroom or two in the washroom, all of which is aimed at ensuring the, the safety of the uh, child concerned at all times. What does a 30-month suspended sentence mean in this regard to common assault, which he pled guilty to? Right. Uh, a suspended sentence means uh, that effectively the judge says, well, I'm not going to give you a prison sentence. I'm going to suspend the passing of sentence, that is, wait and see, and I'm going to give you some probationary terms. And if you obey those terms, then I won't sentence you at all. However, if you breach those terms, then you can be brought in front of me and I may well give you a prison sentence. So it's a little bit like a, um, a condition that they have to fulfill. If they do, then the case is over. But if they don't, they could face more serious consequences. Yeah. As we said, I, I no way want to uh, convict someone of what they weren't convicted of or pled guilty to. This will have an impact, I would imagine, on the ski instructor for the rest of his life, wherever he goes. Yes, the uh, um, you know he, he is not entered on the sex offender registry because there's no conviction for a sexual offense. Nonetheless, uh, it's certainly organizations doing their due diligence who become aware of this event uh, will have a decision to make: is is this individual uh, you know worth taking a risk on being uh, in the company of children with? And uh, certainly, lots of organizations would err on the side of not taking that risk. Yeah. Dave, thank you so much for the time. My pleasure, I always. Talk to you again soon. David yeah, Butt, former uh, Crown Attorney, now criminal defense lawyer and legal advisor to the Kids Internet Safety Alliance. There's a completely separate story in uh, Swift Current, Saskatchewan. The mayor, Jared Schaefer, issued a uh, written in the Globe and Mail and public apology to the sexual assault victims of former celebrated junior hockey coach Graham James. Uh, James coached the uh, Swift Current Broncos when NHL player Sheldon Kennedy was on the team. Sheldon Kennedy has spoken nationally about being repeatedly sexually abused by Graham James and works nationally to protect young people from sexual predators. Um, Sheldon Kennedy was in Swift Current on Friday for the first screening of the documentary Swift Current, which tells the story of James' victims. When we come back, we're going to be talking to the mayor of Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Jared Schaefer, about the decision he made on the public national apology he delivered and a new policy that's in place in the city for anybody, any adult, who has a supervisory position involving kids. Stay with us.